welcome to the second episode of our new season on journeying with Jesus. This is your host Sharon and on our podcast today we have with us my dear friend Tyron Miralda who is from the beautiful country of Honduras living here with us in Costa Rica. Hello Tyron, I had to introduce you for the sake of our new listeners. Although most of you who follow our podcast regularly must already remember him from most of our previous episodes. Welcome, Tyron. Uh, thank you, Sharon. And it's always a pleasure to be here with you uh, to share and study God's words. Thank you for the opportunity. Great. The pleasure is ours. And uh, today we're looking at a rather interesting topic. Um, the one who wants to stay hidden is the title we've given to this episode and rightly so in our daily lives there's someone who actively works to draw us away from God deceive us when we read his word the Bible and uh, destroy us in every way possible and yet most of the time he goes unnoticed isn't it and right and that's not necessarily because we're bad observers but rather because he wants to remain hidden he wants to be as subtle as possible unveiling himself often defeats his purpose so there he remains behind the curtains hiding his face while doing the most destructive things in the lives of people every day and of course at this point there's no there's no points for guessing like they say who i'm talking about it is satan and uh, before we let tyrant in before he pitches in i'd like to make, give a brief history of satan who used to be an angel of god he was called lucifer the light bearer that's what his name meant he was the first one to ever commit a sin he wanted to sit in the place of god wanting the worship that belonged to god and because of this he eventually was removed from heaven along with one third of the angels in heaven obviously for taking his side they were deceived by him and they rebelled against god as well and uh, sorry to keep you waiting tyrant but i'd like you to pitch in here and uh, take us further from this point so please tell us how sin entered into this world all right thank you <clears throat> so uh the, yeah this is a, a very um, appropriate question to begin on this a this episode so how does it enter the world well uh, we begin in the first book which is mm-hmm. uh interestingly called mm-hmm. uh, genesis which means a uh, book of beginnings mm-hmm. um so a very crucial um and it's it's uh we're gonna look at um some key texts that um, um most people are familiar with um, or they've heard people talk about them they they are familiar with the stories or the narrative of this particular text but uh today we're going to you know pause for a moment and look at exactly what happened um in a more um focused way to see uh, you know the the work of the enemy and uncover you know what was uh, his plan in the beginning so the first thing i would like to point out is in genesis chapter uh 1 verse 26 and 28 uh where it talks about the creation of hum- humanity 
and it, it, it lets us know how God created humanity and what was his purpose in doing so, right? Right, right. Uh, it mentions that uh, human beings were created in the image of God, mm -hmm. um, and that we, we understand uh, that more. Uh, that literally means that we were created uh, with the ability to reflect mm -hmm. who God was, to reflect his character to reflect right. uh, his governance and also to be his representatives as we see uh, in the in those same verses um, God uh, says that he blessed him and said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over it the fish of the sea the birds of the air basically over everything he has created now this is God replicating his uh, kingdom uh, replicating what he has um already uh what is already evident you know god is the supreme creator above everything that is created so here he's replicating making a small replica of his kingdom mm -hmm. and expanding it right so he right. created us he created a world and he mm -hmm. put us as his representatives and he says i want you to go and mm -hmm. transform it into a mm -hmm. kingdom under my dominion Right? right so we were the we were the representatives but we are under the king supreme mm -hmm. that was More like stewardship. You know, right right mm -hmm. so he gave us that um that that was the um god's uh, plan and it continues to be god's plan because no no matter what the enemy may try to do it, it won't change god's plan mm -hmm. god's plans remains you know to have the relationship and here you know the, the one of the key factors here is the relationship uh this this book uh the book of genesis is all about relationships the relationship of god towards man the relationship right. of god and creation the relationship of humanity uh, with humanity relationship with humanity and animals and you know it's all about relationships and we see that played out uh, throughout the entire book mm -hmm. uh, so that's the first thing and that's important to answer the question now uh, how did you know sin uh, come into the world mm -hmm. so as we move on to chapter three mm -hmm. um we have an interesting uh, we have the, the description now of how uh, things went south as they say right. Right. <laughs> uh went, went the opposite direction of how it was supposed to so here we find this right and that's the English word, of course. The mm -hmm. Hebrew word, a much more interesting word, uh, is actually uh, reference uh, winged serpent, mm -hmm. and it's a representation of a what we would call a cherubim. As you mentioned, the devil was, you know, an angel of God. Right. He is not. He is not God's equal. That's mm -hmm. the first thing we. Have to, um, He's a created you know, being. Correct. He is in no way, shape, or form an equal to God or God's a competing opposite. No, he is inferior. He is a finite creature. Uh, a is way below um, God, and in no way, shape, or form, God's equal. That's the first thing. And he is an interesting word here that is used. It says that the serpent was more cunning. Right. That's an. That's a very. Uh, loaded word and it means you know deceptive clever um very you know um sly tack sly and, mm -hmm. and 
the seed form. So those are very uh, important words to understand what really happened here. And he comes to the uh, the representatives of humanity, uh, Adam and Eve, you know, who God had chosen. He made a garden for them. He put the tree of good and evil and the tree of, of life in the midst of the garden. They were God's uh, stewards to take care of that garden. God uh, would interact with them in this garden. So that was the you know the setting mm-hmm. in which this happened. And God said to them, and it's important that we read this rather than paraphrasing it, because this is where the the deception uh, uh, occurs. So in the previous chapter, chapter two, verse sixteen, God said to them mm-hmm. after He put them in the garden, He said, "Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat." Right. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. From the mm-hmm. day you do it, you shall surely die. Mm-hmm. That's what God said. Okay? Right, right. Now, we, when we come to, to the chapter 3, the devil mm-hmm. uh, starts by um, saying to the woman, mm-hmm. which is interesting because uh, we, uh, if you read the whole chapter, you realize that both of them were there. Adam and Eve were there, but he spoke to the woman. He said to the woman, mm-hmm. uh, "Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?'" So notice what he did. He omit the positive statement where God said, "You may f- freely eat of every tree." He mm-hmm. takes that the positive start the, the part, and then he twists the other part and presents it as. Uh, as if though God has said, you cannot eat from any tree whatsoever right, in the garden. Right. So he set it up so that mm-hmm. they can now, you know, um, rebuttal what he is saying. And the woman mm-hmm. takes the baton and she's like, no, no, no. This is how things go. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. And here she uh, does not repeat what God said. And rather she generalizes what God says. You know, she right. says, we may eat the fruit the fruit of the trees of the garden when God said you may eat of every tree but this one so she she doesn't repeat what God said so that mm-hmm. again she's the stage is already being set for her to go uh, in the wrong direction and she said but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God said we shall not eat and notice that both trees were in the middle of the garden the tree of uh, um eternal life and also the tree of good and evil there were both trees in the middle of the garden but she doesn't mention a specific one of those she has said that the tree that is in the midst mm-hmm. you must not eat of it uh, and then she does something that really just just uh, uh, puts the nail in the coffin the last nail in the coffin mm-hmm. she said she goes on to add something that God never said yes yes she said we shouldn't even touch it mm-hmm day we do we will die right and so the devil reduces her fear by saying mm-hmm. well you're not really going to die mm-hmm. you know uh, so he, he you know sh- she's playing now on what she has said she put the provision that we shouldn't even touch it which is something mm-hmm. that God never said mm-hmm. and he says you should not surely die for God knows in the day you, that you eat you will be your eyes will be open and you will be like God, mm-hmm. knowing good and evil. Right. And then she starts to. Then here's here's where I think uh, the 
the main, uh, the last uh, nail in the coffin really kicks in. Mm-hmm. It says, when the woman saw that the tree was good. Now here she looks at that tree again. Now, yeah. Before she, the encounter with the enemy, she had already seen this tree. But now, with this information which she got mm-hmm. from this being, she begins to interpret the tree in a different light. Right. She begins to see it in a different way. And so she feels comfortable with this new information and she goes on to take it. Mm-hmm. The tree is able to make her wise and she, she eats it and she gives to her husband, which the guy, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about this a while ago. He was just standing there. He didn't say anything. You know, right. <laughs> this whole conversation, right. he just stood there by her and he didn't say anything. So mm-hmm. she took it, he gave it, she ate we know what happens then yes. immediately uh, their eyes were open they knew that they were naked they sold for years they went they covered themselves and they hid they lost their innocence they broke the trust they had with God and now they know what it felt to feel ashamed mm-hmm. not just you know physically because they were naked but also shame that they had broken the trust that God um, and, and, and for us in, in, in today's world, we, we, we may, you know, kind of understand that a little bit when we, when somebody we trust and we do something that really hurts them or breaks their trust, we know how that feels, you know, you want to see that person, you know, what that sense of shame that comes from you is just, you know, so that's what they experience. And that is how sin entered the world and how the dominion the plan, which was we are God's representatives, we go out and expand his dominion, was now changed to the devil who has now been given dominion over the earth because they chose to follow mm-hmm. the devil's uh, plan rather than actually trusting God's way. And that's how we right. how sin entered this world. So, yeah, because the Bible, it, it's a principle, right? It, the Bible says, whosoever ye whoever you yield to you become his servant so the minute Adam and Eve yielded to Satan which was in the form of a serpent uh, in this scenario the dominion went to him so uh, that's where it all began and uh, people think almost like that's where it all ended but it didn't (laughs) it just went on growing and growing so so if we were to look at why would Satan do something like this um, you know what is his purpose behind all of this um, what would you say to that uh, the first thing I would say is I say I would uh, reference Isaiah 14 verse 12 to 15 mm-hmm. um, and here it talks about a Lucifer right. and what happened to him and how did he uh, this is before, of course, it's quite before descriptive the, about Lucifer, yeah, before the fall. Right, before the fall. And it says, you know, how art thou fallen from heaven on Lucifer, son of the morning? Mm-hmm. And in that description, it tells us the purpose, the sole purpose of um, Lucifer's fall and how did, it, how did he end up in this, uh, you know, the, the, the scheme, the, mm-hmm. the plan, his plan that he has for this earth where it all began and it is exactly the same one uh, to this very day and the verse that I want to point out in verse number 15 mm-hmm. um, it clearly states what the problem is 
uh, and it says, and uh, let me see, uh, it says, uh, this is for 14, sorry, uh, Isaiah 14, 14 says, I will ascend into the heights of God, I will be like the most high. Right. He literally wanted to be in the position that only God can occupy. Right. No one else qualifies for that position. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's a created being. He's not infinite. He is not immortal. He is not um, all knowing, all powerful. None of the attributes that God, that can only be attributed to God, can mm-hmm. be attributed to any other being. Right. And so, so it is that self delusion, you know, that mm-hmm. self deception, that you can actually be in a position of God when you, just, you can't, by your very nature, a finite being cannot be in the position of the infinite, of the eternal. Right. So it is that, you know, that idea that has mm-hmm. etched into his mind and his pride would not let him acknowledge, you know, that God is the supreme uh, uh, God and the one worthy of worship. And the second thing, Jesus talked about the devil. Um, he pointed out something that is so powerful. Uh, we find this in the book of St. John, chapter 8, verse 44. And uh, perhaps we have read this time and time again, but right. I just want to read, read it again, really listen to what Jesus is saying about the enemy. And it says, uh, John, chapter 8, verse 44. Mm-hmm. And it says, you are now. This this is Jesus speaking to uh, the Pharisees. They were questioning him about something, um, about who who is uh, Abraham. That they were children of Abraham, etc. And Jesus said, "If you are really his children, you would do what he did. What he did, you would do his works." And then he says that you are of your father, the devil, mm-hmm. and the desires of your father you want to do. And then, then he said this part, which is so powerful. He says, he was a murderer from the beginning. And he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Mm-hmm. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own self. For he is a liar and the father of it. Mm-hmm. So anything that the devil says is a lie because there is no truth, truth in him, in him. Mm-hmm. because the truth you know ultimate is that god is the truth he god is the supreme uh right. or he is the author of truth. he is the source of all things and he is the only one worthy of praise that is the eternal truth mm-hmm. and so that's one thing that Satan cannot you know admit he cannot mm-hmm. uh, come to terms with that so he is the father of lies Mm-hmm. So, what is his? Uh, what is his? Um, uh, why does he do this? Why does he? Uh, what is his purpose behind this? But the first, we we can see this in human beings as well. When when people who come face to face with the truth, they have one. They have two choices. One, accept it, which means acknowledge that you were wrong. Right. And boy, do we do not like that. Acknowledge that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Have, you gotta humble yourself and acknowledge you were wrong and accept the truth and live by it which is going to transform your life and that is something that we you know our pride 
I've seen there have been people um, who have said things that you know I I would die before I forgive this person right, or I right. would die before I, I do this and, and the sole reason is, not, is nothing of what they're saying is, is logical is reason nothing you know the idea I'm gonna die before I forgive this person that's very illogical it's very pointless but the sole reason is pride the sole you reason swallow your pride and forgive right you can't and that right. is the way of God that is the way God changes that is the way God governs that is how it works in God's government you forgive forgive in Satan's in Satan's government it's like no no it's revenge like, it's like you know pride it's like you, you don't know what he did to me I'm gonna forgive him no way I'm not gonna give him that luxury you know right. so there are two opposing kingdoms mm-hmm. um, with two two opposing uh, diametrically opposed values mm-hmm. so one values pride revenge selfishness you know do what you want is the law of the land and then the other one is the complete opposite of all of that so there's right. opposing and what is his purpose behind all this so he actually <clears throat> and then we can see this sentiment throughout the world today that mm-hmm. we actually believe uh, we have come to a point in society where we actually believe that we can do a better job governing than God himself. Mm-hmm. That we actually could build a kingdom, a world that is way better than God. Right. Because God, you know, is a tyrant and it's said, you know, all all the negative names you want to call him, etc. Mm-hmm. We actually have believe, you know, conceived in our mind that we can actually do a far better job than God and we don't need him the funny thing is the devil is just playing the trick you know of removing one it's like um, the it's like this um, like how dictators do and in, um, in, in countries that are unfortunately run by dictators they remove the dic- the the person they consider a dictator because he is a tyrant you know oppressor etc and they tell the people you know if I am in power, this will never happen. You know, so they remove the so-called oppressor just to become mm-hmm. the new oppressor. Of course. And so it is that you know self-deception that mm-hmm. if I am bullied, if I am uh, a victim of something, that if I ever get in a position of power, I would never victimize anyone because I suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suffered those things. I would never want to do that. Right. And that, into that is the lie and the delusion. Right. Of what course, we we're not trying to imply that Satan suffered under God's uh, you know, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. rule or anything. <laughs> it was no, just his pride. Uh-huh. Right. It, is, it is that. And so, um, again, you know, his purpose is to establish his kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, his values throughout the world as uh, so as to prove that God, that they can, he can actually do a better job than mm-hmm. God can. And right. yeah. Yeah. And also, I think um, one of the other things is um, that you, from Satan's perspective, now your enemy is God, right? Now you can't get at him because God is God and he's, he's supremely powerful. He's almighty. So obviously you can't get at him. So what you do is shift your focus to his children 
because the children are more vulnerable you know you can deceive them you can lie to them and they would believe uh, what you're saying and eventually be led into dying into death which is eternal death right, right. so getting a god for him is through god's children because when um a person is led away from the truth or a person um is deceived and is living in the midst of um uh, these delusions and lies he's essentially away from god and that brings pain to god because you're rejecting him you might not say i reject you but your life reflects that so um you know i think he 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 finds pleasure in um, destroying god's children because that uh, brings a lot of pain to god um as well so yeah he's completely twisted and you know he's uh, you, you see an image of him in all these um bad characters you've ever read about or watched anywhere so yeah that's all right. coming from him and that's that j- just different layers of who satan is in his character because um i like that you pointed out um uh, john 8:44 because it it gives a very clear um description of who satan is and it's coming from jesus himself so uh right. it talks about how he has absolutely no truth in him so uh, also when you spoke about um what he did with eve the way he deceived her what he did was shifting her focus cuz she was not focusing on those things and and god ha- you know there there is nobody else uh, who is as just as he is as fair as he right. is because he didn't say look here are 100 trees uh and there are two trees that you can eat from and there's the rest of the 98 that you cannot eat from now now that would have been unfair right but god is not anything like that he said eat of everything except for this one tree right and i mean you see that in many other things um, when it comes to tithe for example he didn't say give me 90% and keep 10 and do what you want with the 10 he said keep the 90% of course we're stewards of whatever belongs to us uh, when it comes from god right so we're answerable um, for what we do with the 90% as well but he says the 10 the 1/10 which is 10% belongs to god right so he's fair with what he does he doesn't ask more than we you know can afford to give even when it comes to worship he says six days thou shall labor on the seventh day you rest and you worship god right so he's always been fair but satan always tries to make it look like god is unfair he points you to that whatever little god has asked you to do and he says i don't think that's fair i don't think that's possible even you know he right. he tries to get you to reconsider and then you're just going down you know down south <laughs> so right right so now we've established how sin entered the world now when sin entered the world talking about the earth because um sin had already been committed when when lucifer sin right but when we're talking about this world our world sin entered through adam and eve now once that happened the dominion of this earth was was shifted, shifted. to right uh to satan because now uh, later on we see the bible calls him the prince of the earth why does he why right. is he called the prince of the earth because he has dominion over this earth so whoever is born into this world without much of a choice um becomes vulnerable to satan and everything that satan does you know so uh, right from our childhood we've been conditioned um and uh, he has he has built so, sort of these strongholds in our lives because he has control over this world um now 
if we had to sort of broadly speaking uh, what are some of the ways he tries to draw us away from god because as long as he can keep us away from god um, we're not going to be saved isn't it that that's at the essence of of it all so um, right. what do you think are some of the ways that he tries to keep us um, away from god broadly speaking so i think one of the main main things i would say is he keeps us a focus on things that don't matter He gets us to spend a lot of time and energy on things that really don't matter. And we ignore the things that actually do matter mm-hmm. and that do make a difference. So he our focus our life is shifted towards uh things that do not matter. Mm-hmm. Um if you look just to Can give you, you, you know a random example. Right. <laughs> um uh I um and i'm i'm just using this example because it's one of the, the most relevant ones um mm-hmm. in today's world like look at the uh, let's take youtube for example just a random example um there are thousands and thousands of um videos on youtube millions of videos on mm-hmm. youtube uh, most of it is trash most of it is right. just garbage <laughs> right. right uh but those that garbage is what has most of the views right most no of the views that. most of the views most of the attention of people are focused on that garbage mm-hmm. and all of the the because the, there is good um content good um when i say good content i'm referring to things uh, uh, uh like uh what documentaries um mm-hmm. uh, pod, uh, podcast um informative uh, stuff uh-huh. that talk about real things that really matter right right, right. Th- those things are are very um Uh, they have little views and little attention mm-hmm. is given to them because mm-hmm. they called you to action to do something about something in the world that really matters in that right. you know and in in especially in, in from a christian perspective there are um a informative uh videos that help you to focus on the things that really matter in the mm-hmm. world but we spend a lot of our time entertaining ourselves and that mm-hmm. is another way that he keeps us uh, from God. Uh I think I mentioned on this podcast uh there's a book that I read called 12 ways your phone is changing you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned in that book that I uh, keep uh, that I committed to memory is that there's no such thing as the undistracted life. We're right. always distracted with something. Mm-hmm. Um and what whatever you're distracted with that is how you shape your thinking that is how you see the world that is how you react to the things or whatever happens in the world mm-hmm. uh so uh, we uh spend a lot of time you know entertaining ourselves because entertainment doesn't require any effort whatsoever you know you just right. sit or yeah. you don't do anything and whatever you watch you know you it's it doesn't the message isn't anything um that calls you to act, to action to do something um mm-hmm. you know for god it's just you know to entertain you make you feel good right. um about certain things so it's a passive so i i would say that's one of the main um way he, he keeps us you know and then the second thing is he has made it his job to defame the bible in any way possible I saw a list on uh, internet once that said 12 books you don't need to read and one of them was the Bible. 
Wow. Um, and um, so he has, you know, defamed the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. And so dis- discourage it from um, from the from public view, and, and and it's not something that is popular or accepted. So he has created this culture of what is popular, what is accepted, mm-hmm. and anything that has to do with God is not among those things. In any right. version, you know, people who say you know like God, um, he has made celebrities the pastors uh, of churches and stuff right. and that's who people listen to you know mm-hmm. that's who be, instead of reading the bible for themselves this this is who you listen to right so he yeah, that's another he way that he you know, draws us away from god mm-hmm. right so instead of reading what god has to say you prefer to listen to what your favorite celebrity has to say yeah and so you know the focus is completely shifted towards uh, anything that doesn't have uh, much impact on your life. Just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. vanity stuff. Right. And um, like uh, something that I'd like to also point out that you mentioned about, let's say someone sitting on YouTube and, um, you know, they're watching video after video, which is not helping um, them in any way. Uh, it's keeping them away from God one. Like you could be spending the same time reading your bible speaking to him praying or witnessing for him you could be doing so many of these other things which we've been called to do uh, instead of that we sit and uh, you know uh, do things that are not repro- uh, not productive in any sense now right. what that does is one it it steals the time that we're supposed to spend with god clearly you've explained that um, but also another thing that it does is it somehow kills that every bit of um, spiritual interest you have little by little you 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 he brings you to a point where you do not hunger for his word you do not have a liking to you know sit for an hour and read a book no i want entertainment i want to be entertained i want something that you know gives me a dopamine click in my head so uh, right. a hit in my head so it not only um, robs you of the time that you could have spent with God, but it also slowly and uh, in a very subtle way draws you away from Him. It draws you away from Him not only uh, in terms of interest, but it also. Um, but Satan also uses it to plant seeds in your head. He plants um, seeds of doubt. He plants seeds of deception because um, y- you don't realize. But so many of these movies, even I mean, there, there's so much. Um, that we could talk about when it comes to um, you know movies that are made for children cartoons even that um, right. that lead you to believe that god is not who he really is he, it misrepresents who god is and uh, it brings you to po- to a point where you doubt many things that the scripture very clearly says but you start to doubt that now and you wonder how did i get here or you know a, a, another person's looking at you and thinking how in the world does this person believe this when you know he uh-huh. reads the bible and he's read this and how come but that that has happened because of the conditioning that has happened in your mind because you have allowed yourself to indulge in all of these other things that does not bring any edification in your life but it's right. wasting your time one but it's also taking you away from god and in it, it's so subtle that you do not have any idea that this is happening to you and it's extremely dangerous Absolutely. 
and uh, i'd like us to go to a verse uh, tyron if you don't mind let's go to first john sure yes first john first john uh, chapter 2 first john chapter 2 uh, verse 3 and 4 now um the reason we're looking at this is because it shows us in this world full of deception right today um we uh, we we covered this in our previous uh, episode uh, if anyone hasn't listened to it uh, i highly recommend that you go and listen uh, to the first episode on this uh, new season that we did um we spoke a little we didn't go too much into the details and uh, we won't even now but we spoke a little about identifying false prophets uh, we probably can do a whole episode um, based on that so what i want us to understand is that majority of the people who are preaching and teaching today are teaching false doctrines false teachings now the bible shows us how you recognize someone who um is a christian because the the verse starts with how do you know um that we know that someone knows him so the people who claim to know god are essentially christians so um I'd like to read it and uh, I'd like you to explain what you understand from it. So this is uh, 1 John chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 and it says and hereby we do know that we know him which is talking about God if we keep his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Now that whatever it's saying is extremely clear. but uh, for someone who has never come across this verse or for someone who's been deceived in this area uh, can you shed some light on that sure so um as we saw in the garden of eden mm-hmm. um god expressed to adam and eve what his will was for them mm-hmm. fully and clearly fully what he wanted um and when they came face to face with the enemy and mm-hmm. this other proposal mm-hmm. uh, which you brought to them they had a choice are we go as you mentioned are we going to who are we going to yield to now are we going to continue mm-hmm. to yield ourselves to the express will of god or are we going to choose uh, this other alternative that looks similar to what god right. said Right. It's a choice. Um and it it's that choice, you know, are we going to yield to what God has said or are we going to yield to what to any other alternative? Um in fact, Paul in many of his letters uh said time and time again that if someone comes to you and does not preach the Jesus of the Bible, right. Right. uh the Jesus that we, you know, we have preached to you, we have experience and you know of you have all the right to not accept in any way shape or form this teaching because he said there will be people who come with a different version of Jesus notice right. he didn't say with another something he said with another version of Jesus mm-hmm. right so here john um the beloved disciple uh, is making reminding us once again what Jesus also uh, said in uh, St John chapter uh and as mistaken it's uh, St John 14 15 he says if you love, you love me, me keep my commandments uh, keep my commandments mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and 
there's no no other way of uh, phrasing what that means right, right? god yes. uh, made clear his commandments mm-hmm. um and he summarized them for us in love the lord your god all your heart soul mm-hmm. mind and strength in other words your entire being right. um love god with all your entire being mm-hmm. the way you think the way you act the way you carry yourself in the world the way you treat others the way you interpret the world everything carry yourself by that and of course uh love your neighbor as yourselves and if we look at the 10 commandments it, the 10 commandments are divided in those two things one right love towards god and love towards your fellow man that is the express will of god that is the let's say the uh declaration or not, not the that's the constitution of the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and so anyone who lives according to that is a child of the king mm-hmm. anyone who does not follow that is not a child of the king it is that right. straightforward right yes and um um you know as as we're talking about this i have so many <laughs> uh, um ideas of so many other episodes we could do about um other commandments relevant today uh, what does it mean by you know um, when when jesus said um, love the love your god and love your neighbor what does that mean in essence and um, so many of these things but i want to stay in focus <laughs> and not shift our focus and um, yes now so far we've discussed how sin entered the world how satan has dominion so we're we're essentially living in the very midst of the great controversy and the great controversy being the conflict between good and evil the conflict between jesus and satan so we're in the middle of this so everything you do every word you speak every thought in your head every action um there is a background to it there is a reason why you do uh, what you do and uh, you're always on either one of these sides you're either on the side of good which is on the side of jesus or you're on the side of evil which is you're on the side of satan so um as much as the world right. wants us to believe satan wants us to believe that there's a gray area in between that you know it's uh-huh. neither right nor wrong it could be debatable no the bible is uh-huh. extremely no. clear when it comes to these things that it's either white that belongs to god or it's black that belongs to satan so so you you cannot say there's a middle ground that you can stand on and you know pretend to be safe there really isn't so you're always either speaking of god for god um, or you're speaking of the devil and for him so right so that's something that i want our listeners to take home today that we have to be sensitive to the great controversy that is around us now we're not trying to glorify satan because it looks like this whole episode is dedicated to satan and uh, um that's not what we're trying to do but what we're trying to do is trying to unveil the curtain that he's hiding behind because he wants us to believe that he is this this uh, red dragon like figure with horns and the tail and the wings and the protruding teeth and uh, only if we see something like that or someone like that then that is satan I remember a, a a preacher saying once he said if he wa- if Satan were to walk into this room right now he'd be the most good looking guy. 
you know and that is that is rightly so because right. if you if you read the description of uh, lucifer you would see that he was extremely good looking he looked really good he was extremely talented so so you know he wants us to believe that you know everything that comes from satan looks dark and you know evil no. ominous yes so so that's not the only way that is his character his character is ugly that's the description of that that image that we see of this red guy with the horns and everything that is his character that how that's how his character is but the bible also talks about him him transforming himself into the angel of light and uh, we see right. deceivers to be um like sheep um, sorry uh, like wolves in sheep's clothing now right a wolf is nothing like a sheep but when we look at it look at them they look like sheep so yes i am <laughs> i'm being sidetracked i'm going into another subject which no, is i i would just like to add a comment onto what you said which i think is very uh, important um you mentioned you know mm-hmm. the description of how people imagine the devil but here's one right. thing the bible really really i think the message that the bible really wants to give us is that whenever the bible talks of satan it describes his character right any representation in the mm-hmm. bible that mm-hmm. is in reference to him is rep- is is really pointing out his character as we saw as we see in the life of Jesus there are there is no description when it talks about his physical appearance as a human it says there's nothing there's nothing uh for you to desire there's nothing desirable he's not a handsome right. you know but not, not out of because the ordinary in, because in mm-hmm. God's kingdom mm-hmm. how you look is irrelevant Right. What is mo what is truly relevant is who you are on the inside, who your character, right. who you are uh, down to your character. That's what really matters. That's what ultimately matters to God. It doesn't matter who you right. how you look like, what your surname is, how much mm-hmm. no, that appearances no. do not matter to God. Right. For in his right. eyes everything is naked and open as is right. uh, said in the Bible. So I think that Uh, it's very important for people mm-hmm. to recognize when the bible you know talks about the red dragon it talks of his referencing the character of this being mm-hmm. not necessarily right. how he looks right. so that's uh, i think is important for our of listeners course. to of course remember it's it's all about character and at the end of the day it's all about character so um you know it also i think uh, Uh, might lift the burden off of some people who think that it's important to look a certain way you know to uh, maybe even dress a certain way to present ourselves in a certain way not that we should right. be shabby and unpresentable that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is um the importance that god gives to what is on the inside is way 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 more important than you know as ultimately ultimately what is on the inside uh, will yes. shape the outside So again, you know, the devil wants us to focus on the outside as if outside, though that's yes. going to change what's on the inside, but no, it's mm-hmm. the opposite way. If you focus right. on what's on the inside, the outside yes. will take care of itself. Right. And uh, yes, now so far we've discussed uh, so many of these negative traits of Satan and rightly so because there's only negative to discuss about mm-hmm. Satan. There's nothing positive about him. But um we're, we're almost coming to the end and uh, I'd like us to start winding up. So obviously we want to wind up on a positive note, isn't it? So the right. positive note is that 
for those who love God and for those who love his truth for those who are willing to do God's will they they really have nothing to fear about you know there's they they don't have to be worried about okay now satan is here and he's doing all that he's doing so is does that mean there's no hope that's not what right. it means uh, you know because the lord says whoever um i like to uh, like to read a verse this is um second thessalonians chapter 2 um and um verse 10 and 11 so 10 says and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved now they did not receive the love of the truth and if they would have received it what would have happened they would be saved right but they did not receive it that they might not be saved and for this cause right and for this cause god shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie so when it comes to deception if we do not love the truth enough it is we're putting ourselves um in danger of believing a lie being deluded so if you talk to some of um the people well most of them who are deceived who who are believing in something false that does not really um come from the bible uh, is not what god said but they believe it so uh, with such sincerity and they say no this is the truth you know so um we've discussed in some of our previous episodes about depending on god when we study the word of god right because we need the help of the holy spirit to understand right. spirit inspired words so um so that although we're seeing something negative here the positive that we see here is when you love the truth when you love god enough when you uh, when you're seeking him more than um you know seeking other uh, worldly uh, if you have worldly intentions like some people want to uh, have more head knowledge that they may sound smart you know <laughs> uh, when you don't have intentions like that when you're really seeking god and you really want to do his will um, it's like when a uh, when a man and a woman are married together they they're trying to do everything um in their power to understand their spouse and uh, to do the things that the, the that the spouse likes or you know right uh, desires so it's so much like that and um, also another verse um, that i remember is john 7 uh, 17 which talks about when we are willing to do the will of god then god shows us what comes from him and what doesn't so right. i think the positive note here would be that there is hope for everyone who's seeking the lord there is hope for everyone who wants to depend on god because at the end of the day god is way more powerful than satan is but at the same Absolutely. time we we shouldn't be forgetting that there is an enemy he's very much alive he's very much in the midst of us he's he's demons are always around us trying to deceive us trying to tempt us trying to take us away from god in every way possible so uh, it's also important to i think uh submit uh the day into god's hands when we when we're right. uh, beginning the day because we do not know what the day holds for us when we wake up in the morning right so uh submitting right. it to him just the way jesus did that's that's exactly what jesus did before he began the day before he began his ministry before the hustle of the day he went away um into quietness and solitude and he spent that time with his father and uh, that's something that he calls us to do as well so uh yes this has um, um this is going to be quite eye opening for most of our listeners um i hope and uh, 
are there any closing thoughts uh, that you would like to leave us with Tyrone sure um as you mentioned um one thing we should never forget is that the devil is a defeated enemy right um he is right. desperately he is mm-hmm. desperately trying to muster up uh, a last attempt mm-hmm. at um you know proving that god is 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 the evil one they are right. he's trying to hurt god's people to destroy what little remains of god's mm-hmm. um people he knows uh and this is where pride you know pride a horrible thing he knows that there's no way he can win right the only way to win the conflict is as a uh, one uh, russian is <laughs> um president said the only way to destroy your enemy um or rather i should say in god's kingdom the only way to destroy your enemy is by loving them by loving them is how you uh, ultimately destroy them because it breaks right. that cycle of hatred of revenge mm-hmm. the, the love of god is what transforms people and so God uh, Jesus when he said it is finished when he rose from the dead mm-hmm. our victory was sealed right and God is ultimately that is something that gives me a lot of peace of mind mm-hmm. knowing that God is you know ultimate he is untouchable uh, there's nothing you can do that could harm him mm-hmm. and anyone who chooses to uh, freely uh put their lives in his hands there is nothing and no one that can pluck you out of his hands the only way that any harm can come to you is if you willingly choose to step out of his hands right. uh, but if you if you commit if you surrender your life and you stay in the hands of God almighty there's nothing that can touch you and no one can take you from his hands And no matter what you may lose in this world mm-hmm. never forget that this world was uh, that this world is not what God has for us it is not in whatever we lose here if it's even our life as Jesus said right. you have lost nothing because this world right. is lost already right. it's going to be eliminated it's going to be uh, re- taken out of the place so whatever you lose here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you you have lost absolutely nothing because you have gained right. everything when you gain mm-hmm. Jesus because that's the world right. that is coming the world that will go on and will be eternal so right. that that would be my final thoughts on this wow. particular yes that is so full of hope and uh, so full of encouragement uh, to hear that uh, you know um we're in a temporary world as much as we love this place as much as we uh, think that you know this is where we're going to be um, there is another world out there and this is um, very very extremely small i can't even explain how small it is uh, when compared to eternity so uh, yes i want to encourage uh, everyone who's listening to prepare for that for eternity not for this world but for eternity and that we may keep our eyes on jesus because that's where all our hope lies right so um tyrone has been such a blessing like it 
always is uh, uh, that you joined us and uh, before we uh, close uh, let's pray let's pray for everyone who's listening uh, to identify uh, that we live in the middle of the great controversy and to also depend on god because just identifying is um, identifying it is not enough we need to learn to depend on the lord because it's a spiritual warfare like we read in Ephesians right so right would you like to pray right. for us oh uh, sure let us pray dear god eternal heavenly father we thank you for your word we thank you for the truth that sets us free we thank you for the truth that gives us peace in our hearts in our minds we thank you for the truth that liberates us uh and we thank you for the love we thank you for uh all of your provisions for us we thank you for uh, your holy spirit that guides us we thank you father that we know the truth and we are able to discern through your holy spirit that which is opposite we thank you lord that jesus in his in the word made it clear who our enemy is and we're thankful lord that you have won the back the, the war you have won the battles against the devil and we can now rest and hope in thee to overcome whatever difficulties we may face in this world we ask dear god for divine wisdom as james uh so rightly put it if anyone lacks wisdom that am asked of god who gives to us freely we ask their god for wisdom uh that we may discern the decept deceitfulness of the enemy that's out to destroy our souls we ask for strength to overcome to overcome the evil of this world with the good of heaven help us lord to depend upon you and i pray for everyone who is listening to this podcast the lord your holy spirit your love may flood their hearts with hope and with the truth that has set us free in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank you uh tyrant once again and uh, i'd like to encourage uh, all our listeners to uh, keep in mind all that we've learned and uh, depend on the lord day after day to submit to him every morning and uh, begin the day with his strength because we all need the power of the holy spirit to identify um, the deceptive um, plans of satan and also combat it not out of our own strength because we'll never stand but uh, right with the strength of god and uh, join us for our next episode which is also going to be quite interesting i think we're going to discuss uh, right maybe false prophets i think that's going to be our next episode what do you say tyrant uh abs- amen amen uh, i think it's i think it's very you know irrelevant and necessary yes, relevant. for this yes, day and age yes so uh, god bless you all and uh, until we see you next time have a good day good night wherever you are depending on where you are when you're listening and uh, thank you tyrant once again yeah amen